Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here. And we pray that you get something powerful from today's sermon. Well, hey, good morning, everyone. How are we going? Good. Good morning to those online as well. It's great to have you with us wherever you are. I know there's a group or a couple of people camping out Hillsville Way. The Percy's and the Smiths are out there. Good morning to you guys. Uh, I wore my good jeans today for uh, John Danby. He's here. He loves my jeans. And a few people said to me over the last week, hey, I haven't seen you worn your ripped jeans for a while. So here they are in all their glory. Uh, I've heard all the jokes. Uh, You know, do you not have enough money? I can sew that up for you. It's fashion, and I'm trying to stay younger, even though, yeah, you laugh about that bit, hey. Well, hey, Wayne and Ruth are on leave this week, well-earned holiday. Uh, They're spending a couple of weeks on the Gold Coast, so um, yeah, just be praying for them that they get to to rest. In saying that, Ruth got invited to preach at a church on the Gold Coast. She's doing that this morning. Um, So Wayne's having a rest, Ruth's preaching, so, um, but you know her. Um, so yeah. Hey, look, I just wanted to share a little bit more too. Um, most of you would have heard our news that Sarah and I announced last week, but for those of you that weren't here, we announced to the church that um, God's really been stirring something in us, speaking to us about uh, leading a church, and we've just been on a journey over the last six months of, or a bit longer than that, but just journeying, or is that in this context or um, somewhere else. And so we really, f- we went through a journey with the national leadership team who oversee our movement and took us to a point where it's like, well, hey, we're actually going to leave Resound at some point. So it's been a tough journey for us. Uh, it's had its ups and downs and its emotions, but I just want to say thank you to everyone that spoke to us last week. And we've had messages throughout the week, just encouraging us. And, and that's been amazing to also see people going, hey, it's exciting. And on one hand, it's like, well, yeah, God's doing something exciting. And it, it is, but at the same time, there's grief and emotion and, and all, that, all those things that go with that. So, but one of the key things is we wanted to, to go on that journey as a family. As Britt said this morning, we're a family. And so we wanted to make sure that we're, we're communicating that. At the moment, we don't have a location and we don't have a time frame. So that would be helpful, God. Um, <laughs> But who knows, the whole journey of faith is just that. It's a faith journey. And so we would ask that you pray for us. We'll keep you updated. And um, as I think I shared last week, you know, one of our values as a church is send, you know, reach, send, nurture and disciple. And so we want to be sent. Um, Not too quickly like sent, get out. You know, I know some people are probably celebrating that we're going, but um, um, oh, there's enough oz that makes me feel sweet. Can I just say this? I was thinking about it during the week. You know, we had a handful of people say to us, hey, that's so great. It's encouraging to our faith to see you walking through this journey of faith. And I'm happy to share some detail with you individually or in a smaller group, not on a Sunday. It's a bit hard to do that. But can I encourage you, don't live your faith out through us. You know, be encouraged by our journey. But at the end of the day, what's God saying to you about your journey in life? You don't have to pick up and move state or country or wherever we end up going. Um, But you just have to be listening to the voice of God and be prepared for it at a moment's notice where it's going to throw you and you're thinking, what the heck is going on here? 
but just keep listening to the voice of God. And just can I say to you, don't just live out your faith through someone else. Listen to what God's saying to you and be encouraged by what He's going to take you on. And Because everyone's journey is different. You know, we're called to ministry, that's what we're doing. But whatever context you're in, if you're in a school, in a workplace, in a university, whatever it looks like, what's God saying to you and, and be encouraged in that. So, um, yeah, happy to talk more about that um, and answer questions that anyone's got. But this morning, I want to talk to you about our foundation. And, uh, you know, over the, the course of our summer Sundays, everyone's been sharing different messages. And I think there's been an unintentional theme really about setting up our year and for each of us to, to have a good foundation in Jesus and a good foundation in our faith as we go into the year. We're on holidays at the the start of the year, and, and usually we'll start a, a reading plan with version on our phone. Sarah and I will do that, and, and we're doing the one-year Bible, and we noticed this year that um, the guys from Alpha had written one for youth and for kids, and so we got our boys into reading that, and they're relatively good at it. It's a great thing with technology. It'll give you reminders and, and that sort of thing, and we just said, hey, as a family, let's set up a foundation for our year that we're going to go in reading Scripture every day and really building in that. And, and so that got me thinking about, well, hey, you know, even for us that have been Christians for a long time, what's our foundation like? Well, what are we actually kicking the year off? In the last two years, as we all know, have just been chaos and rubbish and, you know, up and down and all, all the different things. But how are we setting up our foundation even for the future? You know, over the last uh, couple of weeks, I've been working on our garage. We've got an old garage in our, on our property, and uh, you walk in it, and it's got all my junk and lawnmowers and all that sort of stuff in it, but it's never been done up well. It's just, you know, studs and tin, and I decided at the end of last year that I've gone, oh, I want to, you know, dust is getting in, all that sort of thing, and I want to line it, make it nicer, paint it, paint the floor, and it'll just be a bit nicer, and so I started investigating that, and I spoke, I'm not a builder, I'm quite handy and practical, but at the end of the day, I don't, you know, really know too much about making walls and all that sort of thing. And so I spoke to a couple of people and I just couldn't get trades easily at this time of year, you know, it's just crazy. So I thought, oh, what the heck, it's just a shed, I'll have a crack. But I got my spirit level out, right? And I've gone, well, I probably need to, I know enough building sort of things to figure out, well, what I kind of need to know and what I don't need to know. And um, so I got my spirit level out and started to discover that, you know, studs that have probably been there for 30, 40 years are a bit wonky. Uh, there might be different heights, you know, in the center where there's joists that go across for our roof. I think that's the right word. Darren will tell me later. He's laughing at me. <laughs> the builders. And they kind of had this kind of bowing sort of shape in them and all this sort of thing. And I'm thinking, if I go and try and put timber or plaster on that, it's not going to work. Anyway, this, what I'm trying to get to is that at the end of the day, I had to spend some time looking at the, what I was starting with, the foundation, and, and really getting to a point where if I'm going to put timber on these walls to line it and paint it, well, I've got to have a good foundation, a good base, both on the ground, but also for those walls. If they're crooked as, who knows when I go to gap fill and paint it, it's just going to look rubbish. And so I've had to, over the last couple of weeks, spend a bunch of time fixing up walls and fixing up the roof and stuff before I can then later on this week hopefully put some MDF on the walls and then get to painting it and that sort of thing. And it got me thinking about, well, it's the same in our lives. Hey, 
If we start with a good foundation and a good base, then everything flows on well from there. You know, if I tried to screw this timber, there'd be gaps and all sorts of things. But actually, if I took some time to work on the things that actually later on we'll never see, which is the most annoying bit, isn't it? If you do a project and you work on something and no one sees any of it, there's kind of this feeling, well, what was the point? <laughs> you know, but, but actually it's the most important thing. And so in our lives, when it comes to our foundation, we need to make sure that that's set up first before we build on it. And, and you know, the, the, there's so many components to that. What we believe, our values, our approach to relationships, our approach to our relationship with God, our spiritual development and faith, all of these things and probably a whole stack more form who we are and form the things that we build our lives upon. That structure behind the scenes impacts everything. And you know, the the best thing and the number one thing that we can build our life upon is on Jesus. When we look, you know, through our reading plan that I'm going through now, you know, we read a bit of the Old Testament, a bit of the New Testament, and starting off in the New Testament, just every year rehashing and rereading what Jesus said, what, what He spoke into our lives. And I don't know about you, but as you open up Scripture and read, there's something fresh and new that comes even out of something that maybe you've read a hundred times. Maybe something you've read five times or 500 times, but somehow at a different point in your life, something comes alive out of that scripture. I think part of the problem, though, is that our foundation is often built, particularly for those of us that have been Christians for a long time, our our foundation is built on things like habit, tradition, family heritage, maybe fear or obligation, you know, the things that we do, even reading our Bible, it's just, well, is it just a habit and we're just ticking it off the list? Or, or is it we come to church and part of a church because we feel that we, we just have to do that? And, and we're just in this routine and we think, and this is something I've been challenged on, it's like, do we think we've got a good foundation or do we really have a good foundation? And that's the question I want us all to ask today, is it we just think we're good, or are we good? Because we can turn up to church, we can watch online, and I, I don't consider any different, I'm going to talk about that a little bit in a minute, but we can engage in it, and we can even open our Bible, and we can, we can even pray, but is it just things that we've always done, or always do, or just get in the, the habit of? Or maybe we're living in fear, well, if, if I don't do this, God won't like me anymore. Or if I don't do that, then maybe my salvation's in question. Actually, we want to build a good foundation that puts those things aside and build our foundation on a relationship with Jesus. You know, one of the first things Jesus spoke about in Scripture was foundation and a, a Scripture that many of us would know well, I'm going to read for us today from Luke 6, verse 46. And it says, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say, I will show you what it is like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey 
is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without foundation. When the floods sweep down against the house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. I think it's a pretty good picture for all of us. We have this picture of a Someone either building on the sand or building on the rocks. Maybe if we've grown up in faith, we've heard that story many times in Sunday school and kids' church, whatever it might be. But actually, if you look at Scripture, this is one of the first things Jesus talks about, is building a foundation. He's just shortly before chosen the 12 apostles, and and then as he's um, preaching to them and preaching to the people, this is one of the first things he says. And it's not just because he thought it was a good thing, but he's actually saying, hey, build your foundation right. But there's three points in this, in, in this that it's pretty simple, but I don't know, for you, it's action versus reading is two different things. You know, he says, um, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? Why do you keep... And so... I can imagine Jesus standing there and and sharing with people and they're going, Lord, Lord, help me, help me, help me. And it's pretty simple. Well, just do what he says. But actually, who knows that's often harder and we don't actually do what we want to do. You know, there's three things that he talks about. He says, come to me. So I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me. So this is the first point. We need to come to Jesus first. We actually need to come to Him, to surrender to Him. Maybe we're not in a place where we've accepted Jesus into our life. That's the first thing that we've got to do. And actually come and surrender ourselves and say, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. And be willing to submit. Be willing to be in a place where we're like, Jesus, take over everything as a part of me. And that's what He says. He says, someone who comes to me. You know, we need to discover His grace. His grace is incredible. We have to understand it for our foundation that's actually a gift. That grace isn't something that's earned, but it's a gift that He's given to us. And we start to unpack all of these things. The the next part that He talks about there is listen to my teaching. Listen, not just hear. Listen, not just hear. If you're a parent here and you've got young kids, particularly teenagers, we know the difference between listening and hearing, hey? I've got a teenage boy, I can't see him around at the moment, he's probably, oh, he's up the back today. I know when I say something, somehow it goes in but doesn't get heard. It might get heard but it's not listened to. I think it's hormones and things like that. But hey, parents, we know this feeling, don't we? It's like something comes out and you have to get a verbal response back. What did I just say? You know, actually, our youngest is probably worse. He'll be watching TV and he'll go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So what did I just say? Uh (laughs) But we do the same thing with God. We might hear it, we might, how many sermons have we listened to and we go, oh yeah, that's good, yeah, preach it. Or hey, we drive home in the car and think, oh, that was really good, that spoke to me today. But Monday morning comes around and we actually haven't heard or we haven't listened to anything we just heard. 
and there's a difference. And, and this, Jesus actually says this in this scripture. He says, listen to my teaching. He doesn't say just heard my teaching. He, heard, he says, listen. And so how many times have we read something, listened or, or heard something? Now I'm getting confusing myself. You know what I'm saying? We haven't actually taken it in and taken it to heart. Jesus says, actually, do something with it then. So we've got to come to him. We hear what he's saying and listen to it and actually take it on board. And then the next thing is he's like, actually, follows, follows what I've taught, Jesus says. Do something with it. You know, we can have so much knowledge. You know, there's more content around the Bible, around being a Christian, about being a great leader, about being a person of faith than ever before in the history of the world. You can spend days and weeks and years probably listening to podcasts and reading books and all those sorts of things. You can have content till the cows come home, but who knows if you don't actually do anything with it and you don't actually follow Jesus, it's all pointless and you might as well just fill yourselves up and we can all be fat Christians together and, and not actually do something with it. Let's do something with what Jesus said. Here's a different twist to that scripture, and Matthew writes about it in Matthew 7. And it says, verse 24, anyone who listens to my teaching, there it is again, listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. So he's changing the the order of what he's talking about. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the wind beats against that house, It won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who built on the sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Who listens and follows is wise. Who wants to be wise? I want to be, no one wants to be wise. It's all right, I know. No one, no one interacts anymore. No one claps. No one does anything. It's true. Come on. COVID messed us all up and we're all like, let's go to church. And... But I don't know about you, but I want to be wise. I don't want to be the fool. And as the scripture says, it's actually pretty easy, but we've got to just do something with it. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. So actually, if we hear, we come to Jesus, we we listen to what he's saying, we put it into practice, there can be wisdom that's taught and earned and found in that. And I don't know about you, but I'd much rather be the wise person than the fool. We can all be fun and be the fool sometimes, but... Ultimately, for our life, who wants to be a person that's wise? And, and where there's something going on in our world, we actually come to Jesus and we come to, to the Scriptures and we, we learn from that. And maybe something that we've heard in a sermon at one point or, or heard on a podcast or read as we've opened the Scripture has actually taken to heart and we actually go, hey, I'm going to do what Jesus calls us to do. I'm going to do something that He wants, us, wants me to do and and not just hear it and think my foundation's good, but actually because I'm acting on it, my foundation is being good. Because in each of those situations where it talks about the house on the rock and the house on the sand, it takes all three of those things. The connection with Jesus, the listening and 
and taking it on board, but also the action. Just the, the coming to him and the, the listening isn't enough. We have to actually do something with what he said. The problem can be, though, I think, in our current culture is that we're consumers. We all love to consume. As I was fixing my studs on Friday and working on my shed, I had my ear pods in and I was listening to some podcasts. I think I went through five podcasts. I probably took on three things out of four hours of something. Um, and, and there's just this nature of consumption. We, we want to go to a restaurant and just consume and, and be served. We want to get things now and we, we watch TV and we, we just consume and there's such a world of content and consumption that maybe we don't intend it, but the society we live in that says we're a consumer society. So, so we, we think by hearing, we think by consuming, we think by attending that actually our foundation's being built, but actually we've got to action something as well. So I want to throw a few things at you to help practically build some of this foundation. And these aren't the only things, and you'll know what some of those things are for your world, but I want us all to be challenged today about ways to build our foundation. So the question I love to ask myself, and it's a challenge, especially in the last season that we've been journeying, is what am I defined by? What am I defined by? So if everything else is stripped away, our position, our title, our finance, our skills, the things that bring even purpose to our life, if all of those were gone, is Jesus actually the foundation? Am I defined by who Jesus says I am? Am I defined by who he says I am and and who he is in my life? Or is it all those other things? Is it the things that say, oh, my, my role, my position, my, my wealth, my influence? But is our foundation built really on the things of Jesus? Is He my foundation? Now, at the moment in our one-year Bible, I'm reading about Job's story. Um, that's an interesting journey for a guy. You know, God allowed... Satan to come in and and basically mess up this guy's life and wanting to see that Job would still stand by God. And it's this journey of his friends coming and telling him that he's he's sinned and he's done things bad against God. But actually, at the end of the day, Job, while he still had some arrogance and things, he was like, no, God is, I haven't done the wrong thing, but God, I'm still going to follow him. When everything's stripped away, is, is Jesus still there for you? Is he the one that defines you? Is he the one that says, you're incredible, you still have purpose, your life isn't over, you're not hopeless, but he's the one. Ask yourself that question, if everything was gone, what am I defined by? And if you start to strip those things away, and maybe if you, you get to that point and you go, actually, no, I'm not defined, just start building. God, help me. Help me to build my foundation on Jesus. Can I encourage you? Read your word. There's so much technology now to help you get in the habit of doing that. Just take a couple of minutes a day to read scripture and and connect with God in that way. Prayer and worship and, and time with God. 
You know, I think everyone knows if you want to build relationship, you've got to spend time with that person. It's the same with God. In prayer and in worship, we can connect with Him. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And like we read in these scriptures, do what He's saying. You know, what is God saying to you? Learn to hear the voice of God. And I know for many people that can be a challenge. Well, what is the voice of God? Is that God talking to me? And it takes time. And talk to someone to help you encourage, to be encouraged in, in how to do that. One of the greatest things I reckon we can do to build our foundation is to do it with others and do it in community. That's why church is vital. And I'm not talking about the physical coming together. Yes, that's great, but if people are online, then that's important to do. But it's about not doing the journey on your own. If you're journeying faith on your own, then that's not biblical. Everyone's gone quiet now. Show me a point in the New Testament where we see people doing life and faith together on their own. They were always connected with others. Be involved in church. We all need help in this journey. You need someone to encourage you when you're in a point of challenge. And I'm not saying this so that we fill the room up. That would be great because there's more disciples than we could ever imagine. But whether we, people are connected online, connected to a church community, helps us grow and helps us be challenged by one another. Otherwise, we just sit and mosey along and we're all comfortable and we're happy. You know, recently I was talking to someone about um, where they're at and they've, they've moved and they've been in a number of different churches and there's some hurts, there's some hurts there from their, their background and... Is that me? Sorry. They, they've been hurt by their background and, and they've just left another church and I, I just sat talking to them and it's like, they're in a place where they're like, well, oh, no, it's all good. My salvation's good. My faith's good. I don't really need to do it. And they almost saw a disconnect being okay because they have so, been a Christian for so long that they don't actually need a church family and a church community anymore. And I just sat there and it was, it was an interesting conversation. And I just actually felt sad because it was like there was this disconnect between their, their own individual faith journey and then doing that with others. We don't want to isolate ourselves going on that journey. Don't be in a place where you're trying to do it on your own. Building a foundation. I know when I'm around other people and people challenge me and, and challenge my um, circumstance or challenge how I'm responding to something or maybe challenge some thinking. You know, getting around people that disagree with you challenges your thinking. Hey, what a great place to be in. But Jesus designed the church. The church is not just us coming together for an hour on a Sunday or just a small group. It's about us being the church. I'm going to ask the team to come and share a few other things. Let's not just be consumers attending, watching, listening, consuming content, but building a foundation both individually and together. Jesus valued the church. Again, as I said, the church isn't this building. It isn't about us coming together for an event. And I think we've seen that throughout the last two years, hey. That actually where it's, 
It's about us and our connection and our love for one another that is the church, not an event or a gathering. And I think we stand in a unique place in history where we've got an opportunity to actually reshape, particularly in our culture, some of that consumerism, some of that attendance. And, you know, I think for church leaders, I'm just broadly across the globe, there's an opportunity to redefine, go into all the world, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's being together and journeying that. Paul writes in Ephesians 5, he's talking about husbands and wives here, but the points I want to pick up on are about how he talks about how Christ loved the church, how he loved us. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up this life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as the Lord, as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so your wives should submit to your husbands in everything. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church and we are members of his body. Jesus died for what this is, what this is, what this is. The connection with someone else and the the foundation of our faith can't be separated, that individual and that corporate nature. And I fear that what is potentially going to happen is that there'll be this sense of, well, I'll just live out my individual faith and occasionally I'll come to an event. The church has an opportunity and we as individuals have an opportunity for our foundation in Christ to be linked strongly together. As we build ourselves, we build others. And as others build into us, we build ourselves. And there's a strong, solid foundation, a foundation that's built on a rock and not on the sand that'll get washed away but actually a foundation that people look at and go, that's solid. There's trust and and when things go wrong, I can actually be in a place where the storm can come and I can get through it. But we've got to make a choice to decide to do what Jesus said we should do. Hebrews 10, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one, of our, one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You know, recent times I've heard pastors across the globe using this scripture about trying to make people come back to in-person gatherings. Um, that's not what it's about. It's about us doing life with one another 
and encouraging each other and being in groups together and getting on the phone and and encouraging each other and saying, hey, how's your foundation in Jesus? Here's where I'm at in mine. And But us doing things and motivating one another to acts of love and good works. Today, how's your foundation? Maybe you're seeking definition and and feeling your foundations in the corporate. Well, maybe we've got to work on it individually. If all that was gone, how would that be? Maybe it's just, oh, I'm good individually and I don't really need to, to come together. Maybe you're here today and it's just, I'm ticking a Sunday box. Keep coming. I'm not saying don't do that, but we've got to have both. We've got to have a foundation that's built on what Jesus said. Come to me, listen to what I say, and actually act on it. Act on it. So 2022, here we are. Let's see what this year brings, hey? But I know that as each of us continue to build our foundation, you know, my shed, going back to my shed, it's about 40 years old, I reckon. It was probably really good when it was first built. But with lack of maintenance and age and it, it just needs some TLC and some love and support and for that next season of its life. Maybe you've been a Christian for 20 years, 50 years, 10 years, 5 years, whatever it might be. Maybe two months. We can never put out the importance of working on the foundation that we have in Jesus. Keep building it. So when those storms come, like we've experienced, whatever it might be in your life, you know, to be honest, our journey in the last six months, there's been storms there. It makes you question a whole bunch of things. But at the end of the day, I felt that there's, there's some rock there highlighted some points where we might need to prop up some more rock. But what about you? Why don't we stand together? The guys are going to lead us in something. They'll figure it out in a second. That crazy second song we did. But like I said, it's easy for us to be in a place where we consume Attend, think we're good. But I just want you for a moment to just, with your eyes closed, if you're comfortable to do so, and even if you're at home, online, wherever you are, just take a moment and consider this question. I just want to come back to that question that I threw out there. What are you defined by? Everything was stripped away. If you didn't have your job, if you didn't have your position, if you didn't have your financial security, whatever it is, if all of those things were gone, do you think you'll be okay? Do you think you'll, while while it will be hard and tough, but are you able to come back and say, Jesus, you're my foundation. I'll be able to weather this storm. And right now I just sense there's an emotion that's stirring up in people, asking this question. Just take a moment. 
Jesus, we come before you today and we ask that our foundation is is built in you. Help us in the situation where we we've maybe come to you and we've we've heard but not listened. Where maybe we've listened but not acted. Lord, just bring conviction, a godly conviction to us today for the things that we need to work on in our lives. Maybe we need to create discipline. Maybe we need to actually reshape some foundation and some structure in our lives because we know that where there's good structure and good foundation, we can build upon those things. But where it's wonky and not right, just the rest of things won't come together. Holy Spirit, I pray today that you will help us in that. That there'll be a a stirring in us to seek after you each and every day, we pray. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online including our service times and live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.